What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the movies The High Note and One Night in Miami. But first, let's talk about the movie The High Note. Here's a quick synopsis. Aspiring music producer Maggie Sherwood is stuck being the personal assistant to legendary singer Grace Davis when she meets David Cliff, a talented musician who's afraid of failure and agrees to produce his music. The minute I heard about this movie, I wanted to see it immediately because of who the star of the movie is. This movie star is Dakota Johnson. Since Fifty Shades ended, she has become such a good actress and a quality movie star, and she is so good in this movie. In her past work, since Fifty Shades ended, she's been in Bad Times at the Al Royale, this crazy film that she's crazy good in, and she is brilliant in the movie The Peanut Butter Falcon. She is so good in that movie. She is just interesting, and in this movie, The High Note, she's so much better than the overall movie. This movie has a ridiculous premise, but because of Dakota Johnson's performance, this movie is highly entertaining. This is what movie stars do. They get you to tolerate movies with bad premises because they're that good at being a movie star. Dakota Johnson is becoming so good at being a movie star. This movie would be 100% bad without her in it, but because she's in it and she's really good in it, it is a highly entertaining and fun film. Johnson also has an upcoming movie coming out called Our Friend that also stars Casey Affleck and Jason Segel that is getting rave reviews. Like, I just think Dakota Johnson is a career that you should pay attention to moving forward. She, like a lot of actors, is taking advantage of the fame she got from her franchise, Fifty Shades of Grey. That franchise has made her popular and now she's starring in higher quality films. The same pattern has been happening with Robert Pattinson in Twilight, Kristen Stewart in Twilight, Charlie Hunnam with Sons of Anarchy, Daniel Radcliffe from Harry Potter. These actors get to make weird movies because they were the stars of these popular franchises. And all of those actors are really taking advantage of their fame. They are really doing excellent work outside of those well-known franchises and hopefully enough people will see these movies to where they become bigger names not just for those franchises. I think in the next five years Dakota Johnson will be more well-known for something else than Fifty Shades of Grey and I think in the next five years she will receive an Oscar nomination because that's how good of an actress I think she's becoming. Also in this movie is Tracy Ellis Ross best known as the star of Blackish. She is quite good in this movie and has good chemistry with Dakota Johnson and it's noteworthy to point out that she is playing a famous musician when in fact her mom is famous singer Diana Ross and in a supporting role in this movie is Kelvin Harrison Jr. one of the best upcoming actors working today I've talked about him a lot he's the star of Waves and the star of Loose and he had a great 2020 with supporting roles in Aaron Sorkin's The Trial of the Chicago 7 he also appeared in the film The Photograph along with Lakeith Stanfield and Issa Rae. And in this film, The High Note, his chemistry with Dakota Johnson is the best thing this movie has to offer. Their scenes in this movie are the best scenes in the movie. And this film is a romantic comedy. So all of this movie is based on the chemistry between him and Johnson. And their chemistry is so great. This movie needed more scenes with them together, not less, because it is the absolute best scenes of the movie and makes this movie worth watching. 
watching. He also sings in this film, so it is a great supporting performance from Kelvin Harrison Jr. Like I alluded to earlier, this movie has a wacky premise. Some of it works and some of it doesn't, but overall it's really good and even though the twist is really predictable, it's worth watching because of Dakota Johnson and that's the sign of a true movie star is that they can elevate a movie that isn't special and make it enjoyable and entertaining. Also, this movie once again shows that the one true thing that a romantic comedy needs to have is chemistry between the two leads. It doesn't matter how ridiculous the premise is of the movie. If you have two people that have great chemistry, the movie is going to work. And that's why this movie works. Because Dakota Johnson and Calvin Harrison Jr. have great chemistry. That's the answer. The rest of the movie, the scenes where they're not in, are not watchable. But when they're on screen together, this movie really works. And that's what makes it a decent romantic comedy. That's why Bruce Almighty is a really good romantic comedy because I like Jim Carrey and I like Jennifer Aniston on screen together. They have good chemistry. That's the key to a good romantic comedy is the chemistry between the two leads. Look at the Seth Rogen romantic comedies that have worked. Knocked up in Longshot, it's because he had great chemistry with Katherine Heigl and Charlie Theron. That's what made those movies special. Those movies have ridiculous premises. I wouldn't want to watch those movies based off the premise, but when I watch those movies and I see that those two people have chemistry, I'm like, I want to sit down and watch this movie. I want to take time away from my day and watch this movie because of the chemistry. And that's what the high note has to offer, is it has great chemistry between the two leads that you're supposed to care about, Dakota Johnson and Kelvin Harrison Jr. And listen, this movie is not a high-end rom-com. It's not the same as like Notting Hill or Four Weddings and a Funeral, but for Dakota Johnson's performance alone, I definitely recommend The High Note. Now let's switch gears and talk about the movie One Night in Miami. Here's a quick synopsis. After defeating Sonny Liston and becoming heavyweight champion of the world, Cassius Clay meets with Malcolm X, Sam Cooke, and Jim Brown to celebrate his victory and discuss how they can impact society and use their influence during the civil rights movement. My thoughts on this movie is that this is the type of movie that can only go one of two ways. It can either be great or it can be really bad because of a couple of things. Because of who this movie is about. This movie is about Malcolm X. It's about Muhammad Ali. It's about Sam Cooke. And it's about Jim Brown. These are four of the most well-known people on planet Earth. Everyone has opinions about them. We all have ideas of who they were as people. So when you make a movie about these people, it needs to be a hit. We need to have a consensus that it is great. And this movie 100% is great. It's going to be a huge Oscar-y type of movie. I love this movie. 100% every moment of this movie I thought was captivating from beginning to end. And that all has to do with the performances in it. Let's begin with Kingsley Benadire, who gives a breakout performance. He's been good in television shows like Peaky Blinders. He was really good in High Fidelity. He played Barack Obama in the Comey Rule, a Showtime miniseries that had Brendan Gleeson play 
play Donald Trump. He was really good in that. But in this, he gives an Oscar-worthy performance playing Malcolm X in this movie. It is one of the best performances of 2020. I would be shocked at this point if Kingsley Benadire did not get an Oscar nomination. And I think he should get an Oscar win for this performance. I mean, the other well-known portrayal of this character comes from two-time Oscar winner Denzel Washington. So yeah, there was a lot of pressure from Kings Benley Adir to give us a great performance, and he did that. He 100% absolutely deserves an Oscar for this performance. The other Oscar-worthy performance from this movie comes from Leslie Odom Jr., who is playing renowned singer Sam Cooke. He is so good in this movie, and Leslie Odom Jr. is having quite a moment. Hamilton came out on Disney Plus and was a huge success. It was a no-doubt success. Everyone loves Hamilton, but of course, it was an even bigger success with Disney Plus, and now he's playing Sam Cooke in this film. He is going to get an Oscar nomination for Best Supporting Actor for this performance. He blew me away in this movie. He also sings in the movie. I mean, it's the most showy performance in the film, and I think he could be going home with an Oscar as well. I mean, I would be I would be excited if Kings Benley Adir and Leslie Odom Jr. take home the Oscars because both of them are that good in this film. Also in this film is Eli Gorey who's playing Cassius Clay who later became Muhammad Ali. I mean he's really good in this film. I mean the only other guy to really play Muhammad Ali on screen in a big time film is Will Smith and he got an Oscar nomination. Now I don't think Eli Gorey is going to get an Oscar nomination but he is really good in this film and also playing Jim Brown is Aldous Hodge, who was also extremely good in a supporting role in The Invisible Man earlier in 2020, along with Elizabeth Moss. I mean, this guy is a really good actor. The problem is, I don't think his character, Jim Brown, was given a lot to do in this film, along with the other characters. Like, I think the arcs of the other characters were just given more of the spotlight. One Night in Miami is a directorial debut for Regina King. You know, that person who's won an Oscar for a Beale Street could talk. She's tremendous in other films like Jerry Maguire, and she also has countless Emmy Awards for Watchmen and many other shows. I mean, she is a great actress, one of the best actresses working today, and now she is one of the better directors. I mean, this is a really great directorial debut for Regina King, and I would not be surprised if she gets an Oscar nomination for Best Director. Now, I don't think she's going to win that category because there are other names in that category. I mean, Chloe Zhao is the favorite right now for her film Nomadland with Frances McDormand that's coming out on Hulu soon. You have David Fincher with Mank. You have so many great filmmakers. Aaron Sorkin with The Trials of Chicago 7. But Regina King does deliver one of the best films of the year, and I think she deserves to at least get a nomination. Again, though, I don't think she's going to go home with a win. One man who I think is going to go home with an Oscar by the year's end is is Kemp Powers. Kemp Powers is having quite a year. This is the year of Kemp Powers movies. Kemp Powers was the co-writer and co-director of the Disney Pixar film Soul, which was a huge hit. It's a massive success. He's probably going to win an Oscar for writing that movie, and he could also possibly win two Oscars because of this movie. He wrote the script to this. He adapted it from his own play. What a great screenwriting year for Kemp Powers. Two of the best films of 
of 2020 in Seoul and one night in Miami. Before this year, I had no idea who Kemp Powers was and mostly no one else did as well. And now he might be ending the year with an Oscar victory. I want to talk about the thing that makes one night in Miami so special to me. And that's the dynamic between Sam Cooke played by Odom Jr. and Malcolm X played by Adir. It's what makes this movie so special and so unique and so Oscar worthy in my mind. They argue about what a famous black person should be doing to move the culture forward during the civil rights movement. Malcolm X then Cook has the biggest platform and isn't utilizing it properly and Cook makes the point that he and his colleagues are making a profit and are their own bosses and that success. That the success is the fact that he is his own man. The back and forth between the two is profound. It's so special. You don't get that enough in movies. I mean there's a point in this movie where Sam Cook himself tells Malcolm X not everything is black and white. I mean there are arguments for and against Sam Cooke being a sellout. My favorite movies are the ones where the dialogue is the most captivating thing about them and that's what I love about One Night in Miami and a lot of my favorite movies this year it's all been about the dialogue it, like in The Trial of the Chicago 7 with Aaron Sorkin it was all about the dialogue with Mank it's mostly about conversations between human beings there's interesting dialogue about the culture at the time those movies are in. That's what's so interesting about those movies and yes you can look at those movies and say how they relate to where we are now as a society. You can look at it that way but you can also look back at that era and be like wow that is so fascinating that we are still dealing with the same type of issues we were dealing with back in 1964 that Cassius Clay is still dealing with the same kind of issues that black celebrities are dealing with right now is how do they talk about these things while still doing the thing that they love to do is should Cassius Clay be more than just a boxer or should he be a social influencer with how he views his religion and how he views the culture should famous pop stars like Sam Cooke not just make songs that are catchy and nice to listen to but should he also be making music that is profound that is saying something about where we are as a society. I mean, those questions are just so hard to answer. I mean, this movie has conversations about Cassius Clay converting to Islam, where he eventually changes his name to Muhammad Ali. They talk about the for and against of why he should do that as a human being. And there's also these conversations about Jim Brown quitting the NFL and becoming a movie star and why and why not he shouldn't do that. He clearly wants to quit the NFL and become a movie star, but the argument against it is that he has a bigger impact on society with a platform like the National Football League. Those conversations are so fascinating and something you usually don't see in a movie like this. And Malcolm X's relationship with these celebrities is so endlessly fascinating. There's one scene in this movie where Sam Cooke calls out Malcolm X by using his friendship with these celebrities. He's saying, you're not as talented as us and you're not as famous as us. You are using us. He's calling out Malcolm X for using his celebrity and not being as talented as he is. I found that part to be so profound. I've never seen anything like that in a movie ever. It is probably my favorite scene in the entire movie where Sam Cooke is saying, well, Malcolm X... Why aren't you good at football? Why aren't you great at boxing? Why aren't you a great singer? And the thing I love about
about the movie is there is no right or wrong answer for anything about this movie. Again, there are arguments for and against about how celebrities, black or not, should use their fame. That's what's so captivating about this movie. There is no right or wrong answers. And I think by the end of the movie, they all come to this consensus that they should all just be true to themselves. And yes, at some point at the end of the movie, Sam Cooke does make a song that's inspiring and says a lot about where we are as a society, but he did that on his own terms. And I think that's what's most honest about this movie, is by the end of it, all of these people make choices about where they are on their own terms. Jim Brown does quit the NFL and become a movie star. Whether or not you thought that that was the right move is not the point. He did what he wanted to do as his own human being. You can only influence somebody to do what you want them to do, but at the end of the day, it's going to come down to that person making the choice that's right for them. The last thing I'll say about One Night in Miami and why I love it so much is because it's a movie about these people in a moment in time in 1964. It's not a biopic about Malcolm X. It's not a biopic about Muhammad Ali. It's not a biopic about Sam Cooke or a biopic about Jim Brown. It is a movie, a two-hour movie about a conversation between these people in a moment in time. It's not trying to be a four-hour movie about their lives from beginning to end. And I think these type of movies are more meaningful than the entire life of Muhammad Ali. What about a moment in time where Cassius Clay became champion? champion of the world and had to decide what's the next step in his life. That's what a movie should be and that's what this movie is. That's what this movie is. It's a moment in time. It's not four hours. It's not trying to think about where we are in time. It is so easy to watch because it's a conversation between friends in a moment in their life. It's not the Malcolm X story. Yes, he has a family in the movie, but it doesn't go through what Malcolm X has been through his entire life. It's in a period of time where Malcolm X is thinking about leaving the nation of Islam and he's rightfully super paranoid about his life and his family. It's not the entire portrait of his entire life. It is a moment of time of his life, and I think that is super effective in a movie form. I don't want to see the entire life beginning to end of Malcolm X, because it's way too complicated to turn into a four-hour movie and tell me a beginning, a middle of an end. But if you tell me a part of his life, I can get a better understanding of who he was and his ideas. And yes, this movie is super complex, but it's so easy to follow. It's just four guys in a room celebrating their friend who just became the heavyweight champion of the world and talking about their stance on social matters. I think the premise of this is super easy to follow. It's way more easy to follow than these four-hour biopics that don't really have a resolution. In the future, when they make movies about historical figures, and by the way, they're going to continue to make movies about historical figures, they should make movies like One Night in Miami. This movie has it all. Great performance captivating dialogue, and it will be a major player at this upcoming Oscars. Like, I think Kingsley Benadire, Leslie Odom Jr., Regina King, and Ken Powers will all be nominated for this work in this movie. I think it's one of the best movies of the year. I really hope it gets a Best Picture nomination as well because it's one of the better movies of 2020. I definitely recommend you check out One Night in Miami. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and I 
iTunes. And this week, I put the spotlight on the movies The High Note and One Night in Miami. Next week, I'm putting the spotlight on the career of actor Killian Murphy in the movie Jungle Land, starring Charlie Hunnam and Jack O'Connell. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. Subscribe.